Having the opportunity to be a fashion model would be a dream come true for many young girls. In four years' time, Ella Grace has gone from an open casting call for models to modeling in New York Fashion Week, signing with three separate modeling and acting agencies. She has traveled to Rome, Italy for photo shoots with multiple photographers, with one of her photos landing the cover of Pump Magazine. Her photos have also been on the Vogue Italia website. Her passion is musical theater, and she is an advocate for wildlife protection. With all of these things that have been happening in her life in just four years' time, she will be a junior in high school this coming year. She has a great GPA and a great attitude and has won the Character Award at her school many times. Welcome to Be a Life Well Lived. You are invited to listen to the stories of people who could easily be a neighbor, friend, or family member, but you haven't met them yet. You haven't heard their story. Be inspired by their passion to pursue their dreams and join me on a journey to discover those whose influence on our world is a quiet yet supportive presence. Let's learn from each other as we all create our individual path to have lives that are well lived. Grace, I'm so glad to have you with me today. I'm really excited about having the opportunity to talk to you about the modeling that you've been able to do the past few years and all of the wonderful experiences that you've had. Can you tell me what event or events prompted you to start modeling? Hi, Kat. Uh, thank you so much for having me. So, I think I did measurements and I walked. And they ended up liking me, so I booked it, and I ended up modeling for a brand called S by Dalva. That's super cool. So that's kind of how it started in one way. And then... Ellie, you said Charlotte Fashion Week is how you got started in this? That's a local, uh-huh. that's a local runway show. Yes. And you were how old when you started doing this? I was maybe 11 or 12. Wow. So that's, yeah, that's, that yeah, that's really young. And were you doing, were you modeling children's clothes or were you modeling young adults clothing? Well, so when I first started out, I, I was modeling children's clothes and then I eventually grew out of children and was wearing really small, like adult clothes, basically. Did the, and that had to do with the fact that you're, you're size because you're not even though you've done some runway work, you're not an, a very tall model, right? Yeah, I uh, I never really reached five foot eight, which was what I was kind of striving for, because that's when you actually start looking a bunch of stuff. But yeah, basically I was too big for kids, but I'm too small for adults, so I was in this no man's land kind of in the middle. Yeah. What type of things did you do to practice or prepare for that first audition that you did for Charlotte Fashion Week? And then what things have you done since then to practice and prepare and get better at doing runway work? Well, on my runway in general, not even just that initial audition, but I practice a lot at home. I will put on my heels 
and my mom paid me and I just kind of walk and I walk and I walk and I walk and watch it and I watch it and self-critique and be able to say, oh, this is good. I don't really like that. Let me do that experiment again. And that's kind of how we did it. And then also with my agency at the time, which was Three Blackbird Management, we would do runway boot camps. So basically with those, not only was it a great chance to meet a bunch of other people that were in the same agency as me, like some were, like the youngest was maybe 10 and the oldest was like in mid 20s or so. So it was, it was a big range of people and it was a great bonding experience. But basically what we do is we'd walk and then they critique us like the heads of the agency and then we'd be able to walk or work with some more experienced models as well and they'd critique us and give us tips and that helped. We would be there for like four hours and so that really helped me being able to work on my walk and making it better. You probably had to make sure that you had comfortable shoes or plenty of band-aids, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, things were definitely very comfortable. <laughs> yeah. Were you wearing three-inch heels most of the time? Uh, no. I, I think they were usually taller than that, but I never went to, like, super-duper thin heels. I was usually wearing more, more chunky heels. Yeah, it makes it easier if you have a little bit more under you with a heel. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's awesome. What's it like for you to see yourself in photographs or see yourself in print? Is it is it kind of strange? Yeah, so basically when I started, it was kind of funny because I think I was doing one thing and then I looked at the picture and it'd be like totally different where I literally always looked really sad or scared, and I tried to, nor was I sad or scared, I just looked like that. Usually they come out great, and especially when I was farther into my modeling, it's just so cool to see them with the editing and with the angles, because when you're the one modeling, you don't know exactly what it's gonna look like. And so that was always really exciting, and then for runway, I mean, seeing videos, I was like, wow, I did not know that I looked at that, but also it was super cool yeah. at the same time. Well, I think it's wonderful that you've been able to meet people your own age and make those friendships. And I also think it's really cool that it sounds like there's not a lot of competitiveness, that you all get along and enjoy what you're doing. Is that how it is? Yeah, so we mainly just, if somebody booked something, we'd be super excited for them. There wasn't really a whole lot of competition aspect. I was friends with people, so I didn't really think about, we just, we all had different experiences. Yeah, there wasn't a lot of competition between us. When you practice your poses, do you, for your modeling, do you practice them based on the product that you're trying to market or sell for a designer? Yes, there's different posing for like a watch than for a pair of sneakers. So basically, a lot lot of people practice in the mirror, which seems to work for a lot of people. I personally did not do that, but I'm not saying that's a bad way of practicing. It's just different from what I did. I mostly just kind of look up poses on Pinterest or in magazines or on Instagram and save them, just 
online, not even need to replicate them at shoots. Um, to kind of have those ideas in the back of my mind, especially when I did a shoot with another person because that type of posing is so different from what then just posing with a single person. Yeah. So that, that I really had to do a lot of research for. But mostly it's just not really like a pose and then pose and then pose. It's mostly what we call micro-movement where it's more organic and you're just kind of moving slowly and finding different angles and stuff. Yeah, if you're just starting out in modeling or even like have, or you have started modeling, it micro movements are definitely a nice thing to work on to be able to organically move. Were the Italian photographers a little different in what they wanted to see from you versus what the American photographers wanted? Or was it pretty much the same? Well, I don't know if there's a big difference between just American and Italian, but I think every photographer had their own idea and their own way that they did these beautiful photos, and they're all so different. It was just not really based on where they were from, but just based on their personal preference. And it was so incredible to be able to work with them when I was just meeting them. So that was really a great experience. For your Italian venues, you said that you were in Rome, or in the metropolitan area of Rome. What were some of the venues that they shot at? Were, some, were there some famous locations? Well, so we didn't really shoot at a whole lot of, or at least I didn't really shoot at a lot of famous locations per se. We shot one time in like a square where there are a bunch of people, but mostly like we shot in parks and... We shot, one time we shot in this courtyard. Basically, yeah, it was, it, it was more of just not really these big landmarks, but more of just finding these great places. Did you see any cool, famous places for sightseeing when you were in Italy? Yeah, so we, we went to the Colosseum and Trevi Fountain, like that whole area around the Colosseum where I'm totally forgetting the name of it. There's this big area of this tons of just ruins, and that was so gorgeous. We definitely did some sightseeing on that day that we had to do that. That was really super cool. Was it a really surprising or cool thing for you because you had only seen photos of those places? Did it did it feel different being there in person? Yeah, so I mean, most people, we've only seen pictures. So when I got off of the metro stop that was like for the Coliseum, you walk right out and it's right there. It was so much bigger than I expected, which sounds kind of weird, but literally you walk out and it's like, oh my gosh, there it is, right there. Yeah, it was weird to be able to see stuff like that in person. It's a stadium. It's supposed to be big. <laughs> but they did it. Exactly. Yeah, it's huge. Did it Did it look like, did it compare to some of our football stadiums we have here in the U.S. in size? Yeah, probably. Definitely different materials. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. What good things came out of the Italian photo shoot? One of the photographers I worked with, his name is Art Davidson. I'm actually really close friends with him because he was a photographer and a model, and basically we did this shoot, beautiful courtyard that was kind of like, just kind of near the Spanish ships, and those pictures ended up being submitted to a magazine, 
magazine called Punk Magazine. I ended up, it ended up on the cover and had a bunch of spreads in the book as well, which was super duper cool to be able to see myself like on a magazine. Did you jump up and down and squeal? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's really cool. So tell me a little bit about the opportunity that happened with Vogue and how that uh-huh. came about. Yeah, so actually one of my, a couple of my pictures up on the Vogue Italian website. We didn't shoot them in Italy. Those pictures we shot in South Carolina. It was with a photographer named Joshua Chiago, who I've had the pleasure to work with him once after the shoot as well. But it was a duo shoot with one of my model friends, Emma Bishop. So it was actually, yeah, ended up being on the Vogue Italia website. And it was so crazy because it was after he already sent us the pictures, which was super cool. And then he messaged us and was like, hey, I have some big news for you at like three o'clock or whatever time it was. We were like, what? I want to know what it is. And eventually he sent it at that time. And it was, one of the pictures with the little like Vogue Italia thing tag on the bottom. That was totally crazy. I mean, uh, that, that was just so cool. You weren't expecting that to happen, were you? <laughs> no. That's really cool. So I guess uh, South Carolina looks like Italy, or were they just getting submissions from all over the world? <laughs> I think they, um, for the website, I think they just had submissions from all over the world. Um, yeah, all different uh, photo shoots. That's really neat. Tell me a little bit more about what it's like doing a photo shoot with another model versus doing one where you're the only subject in the photographs. Is it harder or is it just different? Well, like I said before, I really just had to research poses and stuff that worked that was for two people because that type of posing is a lot different and yeah it was definitely a very different experience to even have another model there really do you have any photos that you really like that you've printed out and that you have at home uh i don't normally print out the pictures but my mom has a picture right near her desk of me from a few years ago and then also at my dad's house my stepmom got a picture of my first ever runway show, which was with Selma. She got it like printed out on canvas and hung it up in my room. So I have that too. <laughs> is it is it kind of strange seeing a picture of yourself on the wall instead of a picture of someone else? <laughs> yeah, it's kind of funny. Yeah, that's cool. How long do you think that you'll continue modeling? Has that kind of slowed down for you at this point? Are you wanting to focus on other things? I mean, I was doing modeling for like four or five years, and I had so much fun during that time. I'm so grateful for all the experiences that I was able to have. But now I'm really shifting my face back to acting. So I'm more interested in theater and also on-camera acting as well. That's really my main focus right now. Tell me about school and what your plans are for the future. I know you're interested in acting and musical theater. Are you planning to go to college here in North Carolina? Are you planning to 
uh, major in something different and just do acting on the side? What, what What's your plans? What do you think that you'll do? Yeah, so I'm like, so I'll be a junior in high school, so I really have to start focusing on college soon. I'm right now thinking about, I'm looking at schools in the Northeast, and I'm hoping to be able to major something different and then be able to minor or double major in acting. Because, like, what I'd love to be able to do is do, like, marketing or something similar to that and be able to do that like in the industry because I'm still in something where my passion lies but at the same time be able to audition on the side and stuff and if I book something to be able to do that and take that on full time so uh, because it's definitely not the most stable job so yeah that's, that's, that's kind of what I'm thinking right now Acting and theater are difficult careers. You know, there's yeah. there's a lot of people out there and they've been very lucky. They've worked very hard, but they've been very lucky to make a great living at this. But then, you know, there's a lot of people out there that they do it on the side because it's a struggle. Exactly. So, yeah. So, I mean, having a college education is something that will never hurt you it's always a good idea to get your education what about your family Uh, you know is anyone in your family involved in musical theater or uh, modeling or acting or anything like that no not really i come a lot of people in my family are in medicine or sports or different and really i I'm the only one in my family who has, who is or has ever been interested in acting or done theater or anything. So it's kind of been a learning experience for my parents and my siblings too because now like my mom and sometimes my dad too like understand what I'm talking about when I'm talking about like theater artists or something, theater actors. It's, it's been a learning experience for them as well as me. So I, I honestly don't even know how I got into it in the first place. I mean, I didn't even really know Broadway was a thing till I was maybe 12 or 13. So, uh, you know, because most people will grow up in, in a theater family or a musical family and then end up doing it. But yeah, I, I was the only one in my family who was ever really interested in that. I think that's really neat, though, that you're the first. And it's, it's great exposure for the rest of your family. What are some of the things that the other members of your family are involved in? Well, so my mom is in realty. My dad is in pharmacy. My brother is in selling track and field equipment. And my sister, I have a lot of business cards. My sister, my oldest sister is in graduate school she's in PT school to become a physical therapist then my other sister is in undergrad and then my stepmom works in home staging well that's really cool so your family there's a variety of things that everyone is interested in and involved Uh with and you kind of have your little niche you have your little niche your little specialty that you do yeah it's like a pleasure of a bunch of different things that we all do 
it sounds like your family's been very supportive of you also. Have they come yeah. to your, have they come to your shows and I know your mom has been very involved with helping you with everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, yeah, they, they definitely always come to my shows. My parents and then my siblings will come if they're able to. And of both Peter and Molly. And, yes, they've, they've always been very supportive. And definitely, if you're starting out in whether it be modeling or acting or whatever, you got to make sure that your parents are on board with it because they're going to help you so much. You can't do this by yourself. So, yeah, definitely, they, they've been so supportive, and I'm very grateful for that. That's wonderful. I'm, I'm glad. You know, I think it's hard for a lot of kids if their parents aren't involved in what they're doing. It makes a world of difference if, you're, if you've got a parent who's involved and who's, who has the time to help out with everything. So, what are some of the other hobbies and interests that you have? I know we talked a little bit about some of your platforms you are very passionate about pinky swear can you tell me uh-huh. can you tell me more about that particular platform yeah so the pinky swear foundation is a, a nonprofit that i work with through we have a youth leadership council here in my area and basically that just gives me volunteer opportunities and everything but they are a foundation that helps kids battling cancer and their families help them through those tough times. And if, if you would like to donate, which is kind of a little plug, but if you would like to donate, there's a donation link in my Instagram bio at official underscore elegrate. So please, if you're able, go donate. That would even, and all of the money is being tripled. So even if you donate like a dollar or five dollars, a lot of help. Yeah, you know, people don't realize how much those those dollar bills add up and make a difference yeah. for other people. So, talk to me about your environmental consciousness that you have. What are some of the yes. thi- what are some of the things that you're doing for the environment and what would you like to be able to be involved with in the future? Yeah, so the cause that I'm really passionate about is not only um, preserving the environment, but also wildlife protection and anti-poaching. And yeah, so I'm, I'm really passionate about that. And there, I'm hoping to be able to help out more once I'm an adult, because sometimes, especially with this, it's, it's hard to do kind of remote, it's mostly like fundraising and stuff. And so I haven't done a whole lot yet, but I hope to be able to maybe hold some drifters or at least get the word out and educate people on it in the future. And then even some stuff that I do in my day-to-day life to help with wildlife, or um, to help with environmental stuff is, um, you know, like we do the metal strip bars and no plastic water bottles and just try to, we usually use our own reusable bags and just really try to limit as much plastic as you can and if you aren't able to, to be able um, to definitely recycle, make sure you're thinking about that. Don't just throw it in the garbage because it's easier, but recycle because it's, it'll really help in the end. And then with like the whole poaching, really, it's just so heartbreaking to know that 
just for something that you could like sell, which maybe it's like ivory or skins or something like that, to be able to take away an animal's life is just so heartbreaking. And I mean, I can barely look at pictures, let alone be there and have experienced it. And it's just something that people really need to know about and know that they need to fight against. Hopefully I'll be able to actually travel to the places where this is happening more frequently and be able to help more hands-on once I'm older, like once I'm an adult. Just kind of getting the word out there because it's just so hard, like I said, it's just heartbreaking. Yeah, it is heartbreaking. We don't protect our animals the way that we should. We don't protect our environment the way that we should either. It's been, I think this has been a really big eye-opener for everyone the last few months with COVID because the air pollution has decreased so much with the factories being closed down. With people working from home and not having to drive their cars, the skies are clear. I've seen pictures where the skies are clear in India and China and even out in LA. The haze has lifted on the skyline and people are amazed at how much of a difference just a few months has made with our environment with us just taking a step back from consuming resources. Our consumption of natural resources is not as limited as it probably should be for the future of our planet. But yeah, also with the animals, what you were talking about, that's very important. We don't protect our animals we don't take care of them like we should um i know you told me that you're a vegetarian is part of the reason that you've become a vegetarian because of wanting to protect animals so some people become vegetarian for and some do for moral reasons and you know there's probably other reasons as well became a vegetarian for moral reasons even growing up i didn't really eat that much meat so I became a vegetarian probably like five or six years ago, maybe. But yeah, probably like five years ago. And to stay one for the rest of my life. Yeah, I, yeah so I did it for the whole animal thing. Well, it's probably very healthy for you also, and it's probably helped you with your modeling career. Can you tell a difference in how your skin looks and how you feel being a vegetarian? You definitely have to like, you know, Mostly eat vegetables and certain stuff, but yeah, I've also got a lot of bread and cheese for me. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> well, you're one of those people, Ella Grace, that you're naturally thin, so <laughs> it's it's worked for you because you're naturally thin. Yeah. <laughs> but you've played sports a little bit also the last few years, right? I did volleyball all through middle school and then ninth grade, and then eventually. I was like, mm, I, don't, I don't really like sports, so <laughs> I, I, I'm managing instead, and then really, I mean, most of my time is taken up by theater. Yeah, I mean, since quarantine started, I've tried to, like, work out more, because to stay, like, strong. Yeah. It's funny, I was like, um, I, don't, I don't really like sports. <laughs> kids really enjoy it and others not so much but hey you've been involved in your high school yearbook tell me yeah, about tell me about that do you enjoy that yeah i do so at my school it's a class rather than club i have it like every day we like 
too because you get a chance to be behind the camera instead of in front of the camera you're learning some photography skills that's awesome yeah good deal do you guys do most of your yearbook on online do you have online programs that you use to put it all together we we use online programs for that basically like our format made by our editors and chiefs and then we take the pictures and the writing and stuff Well, you're very artistic. You probably enjoy doing the layouts and all of that type of thing also, which it's actually a form of marketing. Had you thought about marketing as a career? Yeah, so before I'm I'm thinking about like marketing or something similar to that for a theater company or a network or a branch, just so that I'm really, I'm still involved in the industry. Well, marketing's a great skill to have because you can utilize it in a variety of different ways. Some of your things that you're passionate about, animals and the environment, you know, pinky swear, some of these things, platforms and programs, you can utilize your marketing once you have those skill sets in place. So that's great. We're out of time. But I just wanted you to know that I really appreciated you taking the time today to speak with me. And I want to wish you the best in your future. I can't believe all the wonderful things that have been happening for you in the past four years. And you started when you were 11 years old. That's amazing. You were so young. I can remember meeting you a couple of years ago and being being shocked that you were that young. I kept thinking you were like 15, 16, 17 years old, but you've had some wonderful opportunities in the past few years. And I think you're a great kid and I hope that you have some wonderful opportunities in your future and that you go far in life. Thank you so much. And thank you for having me. I had a great time. (laughs) You're very welcome. For more information about Ella Grace, you can go to her Instagram account at official underscore Ella Grace. If you're interested in becoming involved in one of her favorite foundations, pinkyswear.org is the foundation that supports children with cancer. Remember, only you can be you. Have a life well lived. For more information about this podcast and our guests, you can go to BeAlifeWellLived.com.